Welcome to episode five of the Keg Talk series, brought to you by Heineken, where we talk with independent experts who offer their advice and expertise on the current issues facing the hospitality industry. We will also be taking questions from you via the Pub Collective website, and we'll be getting through as many of those today as we can. In today's discussion, we're talking to Mark T, Food Strategy and Implementation Manager at Star Pubs and Bars and Ed Turner, a Star Pubs and Bars multiple operator. Both of our speakers will be sharing their experience on what the new normal looks like for the on-trade and how changing consumer behavior could open up opportunities. We will also discuss the newly launched Eat Out to Help Out scheme and the VAT cut and discuss how each of these initiatives can best be used to benefit businesses. Welcome, Mark. Welcome, Ed. Uh, thanks for your time today. If I could just come to you first, Mark, just for a brief explanation on your background and your experience within the hospitality industry in particular. So I'm the Food Strategy Manager at Star Pubs and Bars, which is the pub business of Heineken UK. Um, Star Pubs and Bars is predominantly a leased and tenanted pub business. Um, but we also have a managed operator arm called Just Add Talent, which has circa 135 pubs in that. Um, I've got a background in casual dining, um, pubs, both from a commercial and an operations perspective. So I've developed marketing leading offers for, for large multiple pub companies. And I've also had my own leased pub as well. So it makes me qualified to be working in a, a leased and tenanted pub company and to be able to talk to, to our lessees and, and also uh, understand what their business needs are. That's great. Thanks, Mark. Ed, same for you. Just a bit about your background. Um, yeah, I, I started off as a, as a graduate trainee at, at Charrington's, as it was, about 30 years ago, and that eventually became Mitchell's and Butler, and I started the castle concept at Mitchell's and Butler, and then I joined a, a fledgling company called Geronimo Inns with um, Rupert and Joe Cleveley, which we built up to a very successful business uh, that was sold to Young's, and I, I stayed with Young's for a while and ended up on the board of Young's, being commercial director of Young's, as well as MD of Geronimo. And then uh, I left there, and since then, I've joined the board of Breakspears. I've started a premium tomato juice company. Um, I, I, I do some other consultancy work, but more importantly, I've got two star leases that I've had, one in Salisbury and one in Newbury. So uh, I've been through the COVID crisis, and uh, I've also been through the Novichok crisis. And, um, but um, yeah, at, at my heart, it's all about pubs. Great. Thanks, Ed. Um, so we're going to start off talking about uh, ch the changing consumer habits and uh, what that means in terms of potential opportunities. So, Mark, if I could come to you first, um, just uh, your sort of experience or overview of the consumer trends that we've seen starting to emerge in these changing times. Yes, well, I'm going to use some buzzwords here that I've picked up over the last four or five months of health is the new wealth and how we're an upskilled nation, you know, Joe Wicks has led us every morning for the last four months and we've all been on YouTube tutorials or Instagram following our favourite chefs and cooking with meal kits. Um, yeah, we, 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 it's, it's, it's about acting local. We want to look after our, you know, our own. We've gone through such a big, big shift and um, just about, yeah, acting local and looking after our own suppliers, our own producers. The food that's right on our front doorstep. Um, comfort. We 
we want to be surrounded by a bit of comfort at the moment and that's led to some retro things coming back you know i couldn't get hold of jigsaws during the during the lockdown and the amount of people playing board games and um and we've all got bikes now you know so when it comes to opportunities is that we've got bike racks and a lot of us have added four-legged friends to our families over the last four months as well so whilst whilst there's a they might not be trends they're all things that have, have changed certainly or how we've 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 yeah we've we've inherited things or we've bought things we've purchased things we're behaving differently that i suppose how, how can we transpire how can that work in pubs and how can it how can it how can we make it happen yeah ed can i come to you for your thoughts on that as, as actually an operator i i spent days thinking about how do i get in local and how do i get in bike racks and how do i get in this this sense of well-being and, and wanting to look after everybody else and and then the financial impact of it all hits you and you go well actually i'm going to go with the supplier who's still going to supply me the supplier who's still opening i'm going to try and use up the stock i've got in my cellar first so i think there's a real intention to to, to delve into these trends but I think everyone's got to be very careful at the moment that, that we don't get carried away and go and you know, completely change all our drinks lists or, or completely change all our menus because God forbid there was a second lockdown or something or a local lockdown like they've had in Leicester. But I think that we've slowly got to just appeal to people's, I think that, well, the biggest trend at the moment is nervousness and we've got to really appeal to that. And I think that, that um, I think doing a, you know, I, I emailed the bridge club who used our pub a lot and, that's a, a, an older group of people, whether it's jigsaws like, like Mark's involved with or, or bridge. I think you've just got to be very sensitive that, that, that nervousness is the biggest issue we've got at the moment. And with, I think it's 75% of pubs open, only 25% of restaurants open, this, the, there's just not enough trade out there. And, um, and I think that that's the biggest trend that we have to do. But when they get in there, then you've got to be very friendly. You've got to try and create the atmosphere that they've missed. You've got to give them the comfort food that they want. Basically, what people really want is not to have to cook a meal and clear it up themselves. What they also want is a, is a, is a beer in a pint glass. God forbid you can drink beer in pint glasses again. They don't seem to mind, uh, you know, the price isn't really the issue. It's, it's just being, what they're desperate to do is to be with their friends. And that's the one the hardest bit for us is controlling them, to stop them coming in with too many of their friends. But, uh, so there's lots of really good intentions, which is based around being local, which is based around um, sort of the health and well-being, and, and particularly about standards and cleanliness. And um, uh, but I think we've got to at the same time be very careful that we don't over overcomplicate it for people who are actually wanting something really simple out of life that they haven't had to do themselves. Mm. And uh, Mark, everyone's got sort of different anxieties over the safety or, or going out or going into pubs or any other establishments. What, Ed mentioned there that you need to be sort of sensitive to that. Is there anything we can actually do to sort of try and ease that anxiety? I think just as Ed said, just really, it is just making sure that you are COVID compliant and you are reaffirming all of those touch points of the consumer when they come into your business goes goes away being reassured that their you know, well-being is is safe. Um, now there's been some opportunities come out during closure. A lot of pubs have been doing. Well, not say a lot. Takeaways have been quite delivery and um, click and collect as well for the older generation, where they can maybe place an order. Probably don't necessarily have to come in and have the experience in house, but can still take away the, the beloved fish and chips on a Friday. Um, it is just re reinforcing and making sure that you do you, you do walk the walk um, with, with with regards to safety and security. 
Yeah. And Ed, um, sort of outdoor space and private areas would seem to be uh, potentially a sort of great opportunity, I guess. It, uh, outdoor it, space is, is, is hugely important. I mean, it's in, in one of my pubs, we, we put furniture all over our car park as well as our garden because, because the, the genuine desire of people is to sit outside if they can. And I think the Brits are becoming hardier and hardier over the last 10 years and they want to spend more and more time outside in the garden. I think the younger consumers are the more confident ones at the moment, just because biologically they can be, because of what all the stats say, but also they're obviously a lot more gung-ho. I think that the the way that they're obviously lost out on the, the loud noise and the music and, and and things like that. So maybe they need to be, you know, if they're in a party of six or, or if they're two bubbles in a party of 10 or something, you can put them in a private room where it can be a bit louder. Or maybe you put them in a room where even though it's not loud, they could control their own, they could put their own music on. Um, certainly you need to look at making sure the cocktails are there for them, the quick win cocktails. Um, there is still a big desire for, for shots, um, whether it be Jaeger bombs or, or nice tequilas. Um, so I, I, I think we, we've got to make sure that these young people don't think that we've sucked the life out of this country at the same time as coronavirus has. And you've got to give them a bit of fun and, and, and give, them, give them a bit of a, a premium feel by letting them book a space because then they feel as though they're a, bit, you know, they're, they're a bit more executive than they have been in the past. And it's that whole idea of just making people feel special for no other reason. And, and, and it's very simple to do with giving someone exclusive use of a private area or, or when they arrive, all their drinks are on the table because the first thing they do is Instagram it, send it to their mates because there's something like 35% of the younger generation who if, if they haven't put their night out on Instagram or on social media, their night out hasn't officially happened. So you've got to make it, photo you've got to make it photographable. You've got to put some decorations up. You've got to put, give it a bit of wow um, and, and compensate for the fact that the music won't be as loud. There's not so many people in there. Um, but make sure that if it's someone's, or, or tell them to celebrate that birthday they couldn't celebrate during lockdown. You know, everyone wants an excuse to have their birthday still. And if they missed it, give them a chance to do it now. But actually at the moment, give them any chance they'll be out in the garden. And what it's doing is it's slightly, I think the evenings at the moment, because it's not, this this day last year i think it was going to be 39 degrees in cambridge so um, um but people definitely want to be outside and and but you've got to spread them out but garden's very important i think i think that everybody's preoccupied by this number six i can only have six people well don't forget if you know i've got three kids if i want to meet another family which i'm allowed to do outside that that could easily be 10 people so you've got to be able to accommodate those. All you have to do, it's not, it's not our job to, to police it. We've just got to ask the question, are you from two social bubbles or two families? If you go, yes, they go, great, okay. Then you, can, then you can use that space and we can put you two tables together. And I think we've got, to be slightly, we've got to be slightly bold, but still very cautious. I've had lots of people who come into my pubs and go, we're really reassured that your staff are still wearing face masks. And that, you know, I've given the staff the option. That it's up to them if they want to wear them, but on the whole, they are because there's a lot of places that are pushing the rules quite a lot now. And, and I think some people are becoming nervous already. Uh, and, and our key job for the whole trade at the moment is to get, it's not the 30% of the people who are confident enough to come out, it's the 70% of the people who are still unconfident about coming out at all. And unless we're all, you know, unless we're all being COVID safe and being sensible about it, those people won't come out for a very long time. Um, just a very specific question on that outdoor space that came in from the, the pub collective is about the licensing. I mean, if you use your car park and things like that, does it does that impact your license? 
No, I've got a um, I've got a, a, an off trade license, so I'm basically doing off sales into my car park. My car park is not part of my licensed area, but you're allowed to do off sales onto it. But there are the, the the government has opened up the opportunity for everyone to make quicker applications to get more extended table licenses and things like that. I think that I think that you just need to have a chat with your local licensing officer or your local council, and they're being very supportive. Um, because they need to give everyone a reason to be able to go out there. And, and actually, if you can have a no smoking outside and you can have an area where they can smoke just beyond your seating, do that as well. Um, I know it sounds a bit ridiculous, but, but actually people are, people are liking, it, liking it if you can do that. Yeah. Mark, could I just come to, I mean, Ed's touched on a number of things there that, that pubs are doing or could do, sort of uh, encourage people in, both from the reassurance, but also making it a memorable place to come. Anything else you've come across, heard of, seen put into action? You can still recreate um, things in the garden that you would do bef before lockdown. You know, there's there's chef's tables. You can you can create a sense of um, luxury. You almost start to create mini VIP zones out in your gardens, which are a bit more premium. Um, you know, the, the experience of beer tasting. There's still wet things that you can do um, in in pub gardens that. Um, that wouldn't normally be inside. Um, you know, I've seen, I see the return of quizzes in pubs that, that are using digital assets. So bingo, you know, the, the things that people used to come to the pub for, for the experience, it's still, you know, it still can happen as long as it's in a COVID safe and secure way. Um, yeah. I think the other, the other thing we've got to look at is that is a lot of people are booking online. And um, apart from the fact that it gives you a chance to take their name <clears> and, and their contact details, which is, part of our compliance with track and tracing is actually you can, you can start to plan your service. You can start to plan that your staff wrote is much better because you've got a much better idea of who's going to be there. And actually the, 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 the smallest cost of, of getting one of these online booking facilities is really is, I think it's money very well spent at the moment. But having something like an app is normally slightly a, a larger expense. Um, but it, you know, that gives you the ability in a large garden for people to be able to order their own drinks. So you're not having to do table service over the whole garden. So again, it's quite a simple numerical exercise to see whether it works for you. Um, but I think that if you talk about trends, pre-booking and things like that is, is really important as well. And making sure that people can do that because if they can't pre-book with you easily, then they might not look at you at all. They may go on to the next person. Then you've not only missed out on a drink, you may well have missed out on a nice lunch, and and with the and with the sort of the Rishi Sunak fifty percent off food thing coming up in August, if people can pre-book that, then they're going to feel much safer because they know you're. It's a chance for you to talk to them about their compliance before they even get in your door. And Ed, Mark mentioned about um, people coming back to pubs, you know, to do things they used to do like games and bingo and all that sort of thing. Are you finding quite a positive uh, attitude about? the pub being the centre of the community, the hub of the village, whatever it might be? I, th I think there's a real polarisation. I think there is... Um, the confident people are just trying to treat them as they used to be and, and, and are very happy just coming back in and seeing their mates. If they could stand and sit at the bar, they would do, but they're not allowed to yet. So they're hanging out near the bar and, uh, and they're sort of shouting their orders across to the bar staff as if they were standing at the bar. And, and they, those sort of people just want the, they just want the, the camaraderie and they want the, the banter of, of their mates in the pub. The, the, on the other end, you've got the people who were occasional users, but would probably be pre-organized and pre-booked, but they're coming in less often and they're much more conscious about where they're sitting and they, they're happy to be further away and they're happy to have their own area and they're very happy to have table service. 
but 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 they're not probably staying as long. They're, to start with, people are just coming out and going, well, I'm going to have a drink. It's almost a tick list. Uh, you know, I could put it on Instagram. Oh, my God, I've been to a pub for a drink. Look at how amazing I am. And, and actually get, you know, I think that the evenings are closing down much earlier than they used to. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's that polarization and it's trying to fit that, fill that gap in the middle that will, will give us a little bit of the cream on the cake that will make some of the places come back into a, into a sort of profitable level. Is there anything else you're doing for other, other consumers, other areas? Yeah, private hire is, is a very good way to encourage people who are nervous to come back and, and have, a, have their own safe, safe zone. Um, they can meet with another family in there. They can generally, they can see out what's going on in the rest of a pub. So they can feel quite confident, but it's a very nice way for them to get used to going back into it. At the same time, businesses where everyone is working from home, there is the occasion when people do need to get together. And if you've got a big enough space and you can have half a dozen business people all, you know, meter or two meter plus apart, then, then actually it's a good central way to meet. You know, if you've got a, if your pub is shut during the day, for example, like mine are, but you've got a big dining room, well, then if local businesses want to come and use my car park and sit in there and drink some coffees and teas, then I'm not going to make much money out of it, but they're going to think very highly of me. Um, and, and that's about being part of, you know, we used to do it for local community, for community groups or for mums groups. Well, let's do it for some of the local businesses as well. I think it's really, really important. And I think that when we get into the... Um, when we get into the eat out to help out scheme well why not encourage people to say actually six of us are going to come out we're going to have this eat out to help out and we're going to have a real splash in a private in a private area with our own table and you know get some decorations out get some of last year's christmas decorations out put them on the table get everyone to celebrate their birthday give them the reason to come out don't just say we're doing this say we're doing this but have you thought about doing it because of this Great. And Mark, could I just come to you? Just to anything to add in terms of driving footfall, whether that's in historically quieter times or, or generally speaking, any other thoughts, any other things we could be doing? I'd probably just piggyback onto what Edge just said there. You know, I've been staring at the same four walls like a large amount of people have for, for three, four months. And and actually, I, I don't mind taking my laptop to my local pub and using the, the, the pub's broadband and their elect, you know, the electricity and plugging my laptop in and having coffee and a sandwich. Um, the space is there. I'm pre-booking a table, um, and actually, I've seen a number of other people doing that as well. Um, I got got tired of eating ham sandwiches every day during the lockdown. So actually, if my local pub started delivering, I could crave for a sandwich that I couldn't make myself at home. That the local pub could bring to me, um, and yeah, it was 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 a great thing. And um, yeah, just um, you know, come four o'clock, and I've been on calls all day just to have the home office happy hour down at my local pub as well as um, I found myself surrounded by like-minded people who've been working all day in front of the screen but just need to get out of the house go and and, um, and have a drink in a garden um, yeah. home office happy hour yeah. great idea uh, there's one other thing I forgot we didn't really talk about much which was accommodation yeah uh, and and I just think that whether you want to call them staycations or or people going to visit relatives that they haven't been able to stay with. I think that uh, I think that there's an opportunity for pubs with rooms to still give good value um, and to shout about themselves on that. And and maybe we've got to use the the online travel agents like Booking.com and things, which we know take quite a big chunk out of it. But actually, if you get these people into your pubs, then you can always sell them dinner at the same time. And and actually, you know, why not why not use 
why not sell it the fact that people can come and have an overnight stay away from home and have half price food on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday coming up. And I think that shouting about the, the room side of it as well is, is great because I think the growth in the number of rooms and pubs has only been good for this country as well. Um, you don't have to stay in a big nameless faceless hotel anymore. You can actually stay somewhere that's homely and you can be looked after as if you were at home, but you don't have to do the washing up. Hooray. We want to talk a little bit about the VAT cut. Mark, can I come to you first on that in terms of just an overview as to what it is, what items does it apply to, how long it's going to be enforced, that sort of thing? Well, the VAT cut um, is on food that's consumed on the premises, um, non-alcoholic drinks, and then also hot food for takeaway and hot drinks for takeaway. And it's, actually, it's, it's live already. It's, it's and accommodation. And accommodation, yeah, sorry, Ed. And accommodation, um, and if you've got an amusement park as well, Ed, no doubt that's that included as well. <laughs> um, it goes all the way through until the twelfth of January. Um, it's yeah, it's um, it's five. It's down from twenty percent to five percent. And Ed, um, are are you finding customers are expecting that cut to be passed on to them, or how how are you how are you finding it? Not not so far. I think, I think the customer's been really understanding that this is a, it, this is a bloody difficult time, for, excuse my language, for us. And there's been a lot of costs that we've, we've incurred whilst we're shut. And, and I think that they see that actually, for the, particularly for the smaller independent operators, they can help it. For those who, who don't eat or, 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 or stay overnight in pubs and places, then they can get their benefit from it elsewhere. But I genuinely don't think that pricing is much of an issue at the moment. I think that the I think that the customers are being really understanding. I mean, that you know, what what during lockdown was was when all the annual price rises go through, when national minimum wage goes through, when we reopen, we've got to have extra people on manning our doors. We've got extra costs in terms of PPE and health and safety, all quite rightly so. Um, and and we've got vastly reduced footfall. So I think the customers are very understanding and very supportive and. And, and I would say that if they're not, then there's, there's bigger issues in your pub that you should be looking at. Um, and, and, and it's easy maybe for me to say in some you know, places like Newbury and Salisbury, which are quite affluent towns, and in, in other towns it may be more difficult. But then, you know, you've got a chance to pass it on if you need to. And if taking 10p off a price for pint is going to help, then, then I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, in the same way as you might do any other price promotion in the past. But again don't just drop your prices, do something else with it. So either drop them at times when people aren't coming in, don't drop your prices on a Friday night or, or say, right, I'm going to relaunch the quiz and to relaunch the quiz, I'm going to take 10p off the price of a pint. Um, it's all about, as I say, giving people the reason to come back in. And, and if, if dropping your prices occasionally is part of that reason, then, then, then it's a good tactical tool that the government's given you, given us the ability to use. Mm. Mark, they were, um, yeah, they were, they were very, very clear though it's about protecting the future of the hospitality industry as a whole with the VAT group and most importantly protecting jobs um, so yeah it's it is I don't think there's one box that fits all um, as Ed said it's a case of you know pass, passing on if you can but crucially this is a this is a, a, a decrease for, for the operator and do you think it's important to communicate to customers whether you are passing it on or not or if, if it isn't an issue, just, just don't, don't talk about it sort of thing. Eh? Uh, I think that it's something that should be done word of mouth. 
because mm. it's the right way to describe it. I don't. I think if you're a big organisation, then it's a good PR angle. Then then do it. If you want to be, if you want, if 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 you're going to go the whole hog and reduce your your use all the savings and reduce your drinks prices, for example, then tell everybody about it. Um, but um, you know, I think I think just being. I think one of the things about lockdown is everybody is quite calm. Everybody is very protective of their neighbour. They're aware of the local businesses. And actually, in, a, in, a, in an easy, meaningful conversation with some of your regulars, they'll totally get it. Because I think that that, that, genuine, that genuine belief in, in, in looking after your friends is, is far greater now than it was back on, on March the 17th or 18th or whenever lockdown started. You mentioned the eat out to help out scheme there. Can we can we talk about that for a little bit in terms of can you just Mark tell us what what the initiative is and how does it work? Um, so the eat out to help out scheme uh, runs from Monday Monday to Wednesdays. It starts on the third of August and runs for the whole of August. Ends on the thirty first. Monday to Wednesdays um, and is for food that's consumed on the premises and non alcoholic drinks um, and it's. It's 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 a discount scheme up to the value of, of so the consumer gets up to ten pounds off the value of their bill, um, up to, and you can use it as many times as you like. So you can go out for lunch, John, um, have fifty percent off your bill. Which is clear to stress that it's only on food consumed on the premises and um, and non-alcoholic drinks. Fifty um, percent, and then you can come back in the evening and get another fifty percent off. So there's there's no limit to the amount of times it can be used. I think it's a really, really, really good, good idea and good, great, great scheme to stimulate footfall. Um, certainly, Monday to Wednesday, in, in a, which we, which we're all crying out for at the moment. Mm. And then on that scheme, are the things that you're—I know, you know, it hasn't happened yet—but are the things that you're doing to promote it to customers so they're aware of it and most of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm just about to start communicating it out on social media and and with with posters in the pubs um, because. I'm just finalizing how to do it. What I don't want is for people to just come in and have a fish and chips and just get it for half price. What I want to do is, is give people a bit of a treat. So, so we're looking at um, sort of surf and turf, uh, which might cost 25 quid and saying, well, actually it'll only cost 15 quid. But if you just want a really nice ribeye steak with Bernays sauce and, and, and chips that would normally cost you 20 quid, then it's going to cost 10 quid. So I'm basically saying to people, you can come in and have half price food or here's a treat that suddenly you can get a really nice meal for a tenner. Um, but yeah, I think you've got to shout about it. You've got to you've got to talk about it on social media is the best way to do it. Always is the best way to do it locally. If you've got online bookings, then you you make one of the booking things uh, a, um, a sort of fifty percent one. But again, just keep an eye that 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 everybody comes up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday doesn't stop coming out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So make sure there's something equally interesting going on on those days. Um, and again, you know, I, I, my pubs aren't open in the daytime at the moment. You know, we we used to be open for lunch, and we're not open for lunch now. And, and there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, it's very tempting to say, oh, let's open for lunch again. But, but actually, because we used to rely on businesses and, and we've got five letting rooms and that there aren't any businesses around at the moment. So it, it, if you go too hard and too fast, then you could end up losing money again by overstaffing on times when there's no customers, customers still coming out. But again, pre-bookings will tell you how many people are coming out. So the more you can get to pre-book, the better you can plan for yourself. And as you said before, I guess the pre-booking thing helps you with the staffing if yeah, yeah. those days are busier or quite, you know, other days are quieter. Absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Mark, anything that um, operators need to be sort of aware of in terms of uh, drawbacks to the scheme or complications around the scheme, or is it is it fairly straightforward? 
there's, there's a huge amount of information on the gov.uk website. Um, you know, the government, the HMRC are saying that you can, you can claim the money back um, at once a week, starting from the 7th of August. Um, they're looking to repay everyone within five working days. Um, yeah, I, I, so Ed, what Ed said really, it's great to be able to offer some luxury, you know, the 20 pound set menu that, that you only pay three pound for, uh, 10 pound for, sorry. But I'd also like people to think people are gonna come out with 10 pound in their pocket, find that their bill was discounted down to five pounds and then go, oh, I've got five pound left here. I'll, I'll maybe treat myself to a, an alcoholic drink or a dessert, which then I'll get another 50% off the dessert and um so yeah and then or even use that as an opportunity for coming out thursday friday saturday because they have only spent half the money i think it's crucial that if you're actually partaking it and you've registered for it um that you you shout about it you you don't want people who are already coming to your venue uh coming in the door and then automatically discounting down their bill ideally you want them to come because because they're going to get a discount they weren't going to come beforehand um heineken are providing all their customers with uh, free point of sale support through um, POS Direct um, to enable them to be able to advertise the fact that they're in the scheme and um, a, a part of part of it. It's a good chance to to, to promote drinks like Heineken Zero as well, because because they come under they come under yep. the, the the discount too. So so actually, you know, we used to have people come in for our quiz, and or, or two blokes would come into one of my pubs and. One of them always drove, so one of them had four pints and one of them had four Cokes. And now one of them has four pints and one of them has four pints of Heineken Zero. And actually, it, it, they both enjoy themselves more um, and, and the income is better for us. And, um, and they're happy to pay the price for it because it's a good quality product. And, and there are some really good non-alcoholic drinks out there, whether it be Seed Lip or, or different versions of spirits at the same time. So don't, don't just think about it as, oh, I can sell more Coca-Colas. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because that, that's a big boom area, isn't it? Low alcohol, beers, drinks. Yeah. So. Um, and Ed, I know slight bit of fortune telling here, given that it hasn't started yet. But do you think, do you, is your gut feeling that consumers will spend the money that they're saving on other things in the pub or they'll take it home with them? Uh, I, I think they might take it home, but if the sun comes out, then they'll come back to the pub. So they'll still have it in their pocket. I just don't think people are, are, are spending that much on other things. So it's either saving or, or, or we need to give them another reason to come out. And the sunshine, as we know, is the best reason for them to come out. But actually, if your garden, if you can spend a bit of money on putting bunting up across your garden, or if you can put some speakers outside so there's some music outside, or if you can get, if you can get some, some, some local musicians to come and do a little bit of acoustic music in your garden, which I believe you're allowed to do, and you can advertise it as a sort of jazz lunch on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and maybe you just put the hat around so that they're, that they're doing busking in your garden, as it were, then I think you've just got to get creative. You've got to give people the reason to come out because a lot of people, if you don't give them a good reason, are, are, they're just slightly nervous and they will stay at home. And, and I, think, I think, as Mark said, this 50% off is a really good reason for people to come out, but just make sure they don't just do it once and then sit at home again. Yeah. And um, could I just come back to you, Mark, and I'll come to Ed as well on this. And so when we started, this is the fifth episode of these uh, discussions. When we started, operators didn't really know when they were going to be back in business and how things were going to look. Given where we are now, um, are you seeing reasons for optimism? Are you seeing light at the end of the tunnel, Mark? Um, degrees of, yes. Um, again, as Ed said, when they got 
70% of, of pubs open currently. Um, people are going out, people are using gardens, but there's still a lot of people that, that aren't. Um, and we've got, as we've talked about, we've got to give them the confidence to, to come out. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's degrees of optimism, but I still, we've still got a lot more work to do and um, to persuade people to come out. Yeah. Ed, would you agree? It's I, I think that the customers who are coming out are being very supportive and are being very kind to us. I think that um, I think there are two key things. What, one is what, what happens when gardens aren't as usable as they are now, because what space we've got is going to be, you know, people could lose seven, anywhere between 10 and 80% of their trading space. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, I think particularly through September and October, it's going to be very hard. There's, there's going to be less sport. There's going to be uh, a, a lot then comes back on what support, if there's any further government support and what support our landlords give us. And, 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 and on the whole, I'm very lucky with the landlords that I've got and they've been very good to me so far. Um, but it's, it's, I think the key to it is trying to keep as many pubs open as possible until we get through into sort of next spring. And in, by next spring, let's hope that, that there's that everybody's having the new corona jab or whatever it may be that's all being talked positively about now but but maybe some live sporting events will be much better and if we can get through into next spring then we've got an amazing year next year with the olympics with the european cup and everything and probably a million weddings that have all been backed up from this year you really need to be on your toes and and make very quick decisions if a monday isn't working for you don't deliberate over it. Stop serving on a Monday and reduce your costs and, and move on. I think you've just got to be quite ruthless at the moment. I, I, funny enough, I'm feeling quite positive about Christmas because I think that even if it's tables of six going out or two families of tables of 12, I think that by the time we get through to there, everyone's going to be so desperate to have some fun that I think that there's nowhere better to do that and nowhere more uh, of better value or more flexible or more fun than the pub. I mean, is it being, Ed, is it being too optimistic to sort of to, to look at it that, that people have realised the true value of pubs and maybe we took them for granted before or am I rose, too rose-tinted there? Do you know what? I think if you go back through any of the crises, the, you know, the financial crisis we've had or, or, or us going off, you know, wars occurring, whatever it may be, the heart and soul of this country is still in the pub and I don't think anybody will ever forget that. So I think that I think that this, I think that everybody appreciating what's near them and what's local to them, what's home is great. But yeah, I think, you know, I think the pub is so ingrained in, in our psyche that, that actually I think the customers will do anything they can to hold on to us. Thanks for all your time and answering all those questions. Lots of good information there. Um, and yeah, thank you very much indeed.